1: The Out of Tune Podcast, your once a month, family-friendly music podcast. All right, one of those things was a lie. You figure out which one. Yeah, we're back, fuckers. Uh, We got another episode locked and loaded, ready to go here. Uh, Let's introduce the gang for the day, because you never know who's going to show up. So for today, we have Mike Gallardo. Hello, everybody from downtown we have david jarka what's up he's He's on fire up nathan gingrich is it in the
2: shoes howdy (laughs) and the nba jam intro intro. oh yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) channel my inner nba jam he's on fire Uh, we're not quite on fire because we're missing some dudes here. I don't know what happened. I'm going to put them on blast right now. I don't know if they said they were going to be on, if they thought today was going to be fine, but either way, uh, no, Doug, no, Alex, as you know, Matt has left the show. Uh, he has bowed out grace, gracefully.
3: So
1: it happens, but it's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll carry on in his honor and we'll do it. The, best way we know how which is discussing music as cordial gentlemen and the first thing i want to talk about like we always do is what are we into what has been happening a uh, oh,
2: oh, oh. oh, little, little, um, little preview there i do not i do not own the rights to this music <laughs> <laughs>
1: A little preview, maybe, to what's happening on this uh, episode, so uh, ignore that. Ignore that. You didn't hear nothing. No. uh, What are you talking about? Exactly. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We like to enjoy music in all its forms, and one of my favorite ways to enjoy it is with my good buddy Mike Gallardo, where me and him meet up and tailgate like we know how, because we live in western New York. And then we go and watch an awesome band together. So Mike and I met up at uh, the Outer Harbor off of Furman Boulevard down there in Buffalo, New York. And we had a great time tailgating. A little interesting. Um, no access to porta potties. So, mm. you know, after several drinks, it becomes a little challenging, but we
2: made we made it work. And and we're, getting older. we're getting older now, so I suppose not having a porta potty within like a you know couple like a hundred yards, just retrain the bladder. Exactly. Bring it back to where you could sleep through the night. <laughs> which I
1: uh <laughs> I don't wake up to pee, but um I, I know that my distance of uh <laughs> what I'm able to carry is is not as far as it used to be. I used to be able to Go out drinking all night and not have to take a leak. So, uh, anyways, enough pee talk. This is the music podcast. Yeah, Mike and I, I have the bladder a, of
0: an infant.
2: Yeah, start the urine podcast. <laughs> the urine. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a real hit. <laughs> the out, the out of the out of bladder co- podcast. The out of wee wee
1: podcast. Of, no, I don't like that. Name.
2: So out of Portageon. Cool. All right, that's fine. Anyways, so yeah, the concert. The
1: concert. <laughs> so we met up. We went inside for one artist, one artist only, as we normally do. We we, we kind of look ahead and go, nah, I don't need to go in for this band. We've done it for several bands now. Man, beers uh, are cheaper in the parking lot. Beers are cheaper in the parking lot. Tunes are better in the parking lot. So we hang out there as long as we can. And we did again once, once again here. And then we headed inside. And, Mike, this is where I'll hand it off to you. Uh, who did we partake in uh, for the latest Outer Harbor concert series.
2: Oh, the the uh, Canadian heroes and Our Lady Peace. And man, that venue is something else. <laughs> I've never, I've never in my life. So we're all standing there. I'm like, all right, guys, let's head up over here. There's a good get a good view of the stage and walk maybe 20 feet, and there's a barricade. The entire front of the stage, the entire to behind front of house was all VIP, a quote unquote sold out VIP area. I might add that you probably could have held a football game in. <laughs> like there was so much room. But I, Our Lady P, the sound was actually really good, especially for an outdoor venue, a temporary outdoor venue. Um, Our Lady Peace, that was my. Say sixth or seventh time seeing them, and that might be the most disappointed in them I've ever been, though. But I think that's with uh Rain, the vocalist, getting older and I don't think he can hit the high notes that he once could.
0: And he's always had a very interesting voice. Like where yeah. his that's he, he can get pretty high. <clears throat> and I, mean, I, I, I saw them a couple years ago. And he was, he still sounded good, but he was still kind of sounding a little rough. My
2: buddy, my buddy that was with us, um, he's probably what, I think he's like 32, 33. So he's a few years younger than we are. And he's a fan of like the newer stuff by OLP. And he said the new stuff sounded spot on. Everything was spot on. It's just all the older stuff, the stuff that we grew up with, you know, Starseed, Superman. the The good stuff. Yes. All that stuff. I mean, he just—I uh, don't think—I don't think he could hit it anymore.
1: So you said the sound sounded good, and I'll—I'm fine with saying it was fine. Um, I wonder if they could hear themselves well. That's what I kept picking up on, because it seemed like the guitarist was completely off. Like he—that was the worst. Yeah, you kept saying you kept pointing that out. That was the, the worst performance of him. I've seen him for that was the first time I've seen him, and that was the worst that I've seen him play.
2: Um, I, I can see that being a thing. I mean, I've seen like I think I saw less than Jake, um, Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, and um, Roger, their bass player, was saying that he that, like the band didn't have any of the monitors at all, so they couldn't even hear themselves on the stage. You cannot play like that. They actually did sound good though, like to us but yeah, so that might have been a thing. I didn't like that was the jammiest I've ever seen them.
0: Right. Like, yeah, really?
2: Yeah. Like a lot of freelancing, especially.
1: From yeah.
0: The, a lot of freelancing.
2: Like
1: and that was really weird. It like,
0: they just discovered was a it, or something. I don't know. Was it was <laughs> it, it was jammy or were they was it like like an improvised guitar solo kind of thing? He like,
1: was purpose. In my opinion, he was purposely avoiding playing any of the real licks that you're like looking forward to like a lot of times like purposely avoiding it and
2: improvising in a different way
1: they would, I just they, think he has those kind of
2: chops i mean they were improvising intros of songs too i, I tried recording starseed and i'm like and i have like two different videos that were both like 18 when seconds they, long no, yeah mind you disclaimer start, to, what's that you because we couldn't figure out when they're actually gonna like kick into it yeah, like, but like, <clears throat> disclaimer to anybody that's listening that knows me: I fucking hate people recording. Put your fucking phone down and enjoy the show. But what I was trying to do is like a little thirty-second clip is okay here and there. Not whole songs, not whole sets. Put your fucking phone down. That is every listener out there, anyways.
4: Especially um, those that pe- the people insist on putting it over their head and blocking yes. the people behind you.
2: Like I'm five eight, man. You're six foot. You don't need to put your phone up, too. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. But, yeah, no, like, that's why. Like they were just, like, jamming the the intro. I'm like, what are you doing? You guys aren't a jam band.
0: They've – stuff like that they've done a lot of <clears throat> where they'll just kind of, like, go off and do some, like, elaborate, elaborate intro into, into one of their songs. I, I have a live album from them from a number of years ago, and they I did know. that with a couple of the songs.
2: Hey, it might be alcohol induced memory problems, but like I don't really remember them either. Any of the times. Oh, I've you're saying you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, my- <laughs> so we we kept joking the whole time. They're like, are they drunk? Are they hammered? Why are they so off? They just—it was like, why are they so off? Because I went into that telling everyone that I was like that I was going to the show, you know. And and the first thing I said was, I'm like, they're one of my favorite bands to see live. They're so good live. Yeah, yeah. So, just like the albums, if not better, and wins. And when I saw him at the art gallery a few years ago, they were at the Albright Knox Art Gallery with Collective Soul and Tonic. It was a really fun show, and they were freaking awesome. He used that stupid microphone, the, the megaphone, a little too much. But yeah. other than that, yeah. he was spot on.
2: They so. closed out uh, Night One of Incarceration, the, uh, the festival they have at the Shawshank Prison down in Ohio, and they were fantastic. The only thing that sucked about that set was the back of the stage was facing West and they came on at like nine o'clock at night. So the sun was setting behind. They had no backdrop. So we're all trying to watch the, watch them. And it's just like, you're squinting your eyes the whole time. But, but they were, they were fantastic. And that was 2018. I want to say. So five years ago. I don't know. It was just the most disappointing time. It, it's it, when we first, the first spot we were all standing in. I don't, Finchie, I don't know if you noticed this, but there was a guy that was like six two standing in front of me. He had a Blue Jays hat on. Yeah. So it was just like I just had to stand there, look, looking at this tall guy, knowing he's a Maple Leaves fan and probably hates the Bills. It's just just mad. <laughs> you, you were,
1: we were being very vocal about how shitty we thought this concert was. <laughs> yeah. And we were, de- we were definitely they, those guys. They were saying stuff back. Not they never turned around and said it to us, but they kept saying stuff out loud in defense of them. And it's like, listen dude, be as diehard as you want. You know what I mean? I there's a lot of bands that like I consider to be a I'm a diehard fan of. Yeah. But that's never gonna stop me from Taking shots at them when I think they're having. Oh, yeah. Especially be the, it's the only concert I like picked out all this summer to go to. It's the only one that I picked out. I'm like, I
2: gotta make sure I'm there. I mean, we all know how I feel about Deftones, and I've seen them a ton of times, and I've seen like really bad Deftones sets. And I'll be the first to point out, like, this is a not good. Right. When they, everybody has like, okay. off nights. It's a, yeah, it's okay <laughs> to be critical of something you like. Like, these people are just. Ooh. When
0: How we
1: dare saw you? them at Darien Lake with Incubus a few years ago, I I had said that I thought that was their worst set. That was the only time Nate's ever seen them, and I remember Nate saying they sounded pretty good. I've, yeah,
0: I've seen I've seen them before.
1: Oh, okay. I thought that was your first time seeing them.
0: No, no, it was my first time seeing Incubus. So with that show, <clears throat> I remember uh, seeing something because that was. That was a handful of uh, shows into, into that tour where Deftones was opening up for Incubus. Well, they uh, they, I had, I were, they were read, alternating. Were they? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had read that the Deftones were getting, like, superior reviews, like, for the concert. Like, they were, like, making Incubus look like a pile of shit, which well, well, I kind of uh, think they are. <laughs> um, uh. <clears throat> so I read somewhere that Deftones like actively would like slow down their set and take a little bit of the edge off to not like steal the spotlight or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought that that was my, that was my criticism of that show was it sounded, it sounded slow. Like when, it, when I heard it, I'm like, it just doesn't seem like what it should be. And then I read that and I was like, Oh, that kind of makes sense now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That was my, that was my first time seeing Tones was that night.
2: I actually remember saying a couple times during that show too, like I'm like they're playing this slower. It also sucks when you're you're seeing them in daylight. You know what I
1: mean. You're seeing them so early in the evening; it yeah. kind of ruins it.
3: So, yeah. Chuck,
1: is your first time seeing Deftones? I, I love this discussion. Actually, just talking about yeah. the concerts we've seen. So that was we were all there. That's kind of cool. This is the first time we're discussing a concert that we were all there for. That's fun. That was your first time seeing them. You've
4: seen them since. No, I, I haven't been able to since.
1: Yeah, that was the last time I saw them. And no. that was the fourth time I seen them. And because no, the Philly show was after that. Was that the same summer?
2: No, that was so- the year before, I believe. Or no, that was two years before the Philly show was in 17.
1: The fries against. Yeah. That. And I think you agreed with me. That was the best
2: set I've ever seen from Teftones. Dude, they closed out with teething. I, <laughs> dude, I was, dude, every f- ounce of 14 year old me came out as soon as that <laughs> opening riff started. Because that was the first time I've ever seen them play teething. So I like fucking lost it. Mm. In the back of the crowd, I had like a three person mosh pit. But. <laughs> <laughs> That was
1: yeah that was a great show and they're a great band to see live because I think when he's in front of a crowd that's when he's at his best
2: the I, six, which I always forget people's names chino. chino chino I saw I saw him was it the year 2002 so it was yeah it was the year after we graduated we took a ride out to uh Saratoga to see it was Deftones, tones Godsmack and oh who's fucking jared leto's band
0: 30 seconds, 30, seconds 30, 30 seconds of
2: mars this is before like they blew up but um chino was so hammered dude he was mooning the crowd he like fell <laughs> on his ass on the stage like just wasted it, it downpoured that day so we're on the lawn there was just mud fights everywhere
0: like that was a good time what is your guys' favorite concert that you've been to? Not best, but favorite.
2: Somebody just asked me this recently. Was it you, Brian?
1: I like to ask this question, yeah.
2: Uh, mine, I would have to say, um, was Tones, Mastodon, and um, Allison in Chains at Madison Square Garden. Oh, um, that's pretty cool. That was probably about 10, nine or ten years ago. Not the company I was with, but the concert itself. Like, that was just a cool experience being at, you know, MSG. And, yeah. Like, that was, it sounded awesome. Like, just the, that lineup itself was just fucking epic.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: I have, I have a stock answer. Jarka, do you, do you have a good answer for this?
4: Um, I usually put it between Slayer at, uh domed at the at the dome or the well Rapids Theater now. Right. In like 2004 That one and then I'm just thinking now like just like fun not necessarily the best. Probably maybe like Ozfest two thousand five. It was the um I'm trying to think who I was with, with that one. I think that was the one Arger Maiden played at. Um it was just, I just remember being like, like, I knew like every single band, like on the entire bill and just had, just had fun, a fun time and just had, there was a, with my, like a bunch of people that I was always going to concerts with at the time. And we all hung out, went through all these mosh pits and stuff. And, uh I don't know, just, just, I just remember not like, there wasn't a dull moment for like all, like that whole festival. Right. Was that the year
2: that it was actually Sabbath? not ozzy solo yes it was sabbath and then like mud was there yes okay yeah i was at that one too then crazy yeah. town on the bill yes or, mm, it dies today know. was on that i remember that that's the only time yeah. i ever got to see them oh i, saw I them. remember
4: sure. mastodon We were it was in the in the parking lot and when it was a march of the fire ants came on we were like in the second from this people from the stage, then all of a sudden we turned around like there was just like the like a 20 foot long like wide mosh pit <laughs> <laughs> when it just broke out all of a sudden. Um oh, and I just I, I just I just remember just liking every single thing about that. And, and I don't and you know touring festival is pretty much dead now. Like you don't you know, you know, and I'm sure we're gonna ever really gonna have something like that happen, you know. Ever again.
2: Oh day long. Warp tour, Ozfest. There was uh
4: Rockstar Man's Mayhem. Mayhem. And- yeah. Those were always fun. I've,
0: I've never been to Ozfest and I've never been to a warp tour. <clears throat> Edgefest is like the only one of like those kind of things that I've been to. Warp tour. I've,
1: I've been to too many times. I don't yep. know why I kept going.
4: I've been to two. Like, I wasn't even, even really into the bands. Like, um, the one time I was actually covering it, and then um, I just, I mean, even if you didn't really like weren't big into the music there, it's just, it's a good, it's a fun experience.
2: Yeah, it was a blast. It was always the hottest, driest day of the summer for some reason. Always, always. dude, it was always There's like 98 people degrees. People
4: passing out all over the place. The, my last year I went, it was 65, and like all, all the, I was getting, I was doing like, doing the press stuff and the one woman was like from California and she's like I'm freezing and we're in like pants and like a sweatshirt <laughs> and stuff. Like I'm just like it's not all right whatever.
2: I remember I the last one I went to like fun little fact about Warped Tour set times. Apparently how they pick their set times like they no no bands know what time they're playing. And it's like goes in like the order of like how the bands arrive or whatever. Something like that. So we get the last one I went to, August Burns Red was on. And we get there. We left, the, We left. you know, West Sonica at like 1030 in the morning. Figure we'll get there at like, you know, 11 o'clock, 10 after 11, have time to drink beers. None of the bands we want to see are going to be on until at least 2 o'clock. It's fine. We get there, crack our first beer. My buddy checks his phone, looks at Twitter. August Burns Red's playing at 1215. Okay. So we're like, all right, that's in 25 minutes. I guess we're pounding this cheap beer. I had to go in all early. That's that was cool.
4: lame. Nah, I cool. remember, like the last one, we le- we left, and then we went to one of those like gas stations up in Corfu, and came back and went back in. Like they were still doing reentry for it. I don't remember. Do, you think do that now. Probably. What? You, you probably can't. Are you allowed to do anymore. that now? I don't even know. All. I don't. I want to say no. Yeah. It was yeah. a dog. What the first one, I went, to,
1: what? Well, the first one right. I went to, what? Well, Well, the first one I went to, I got a we got a pass for reentry because uh, it started lightning, so everything <laughs> everything got postponed, and they told everyone to take, go take shelter in your vehicles. So I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, there's nothing but teenagers here. They don't have vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're gonna go. Um, that was, I saw. I'm so mad at myself because I've been out in the sun and drinking all day, so I got a wicked headache way too early. And um, I saw all of Avenged Sevenfold's uh, set and then uh, a part of Atreus set. And then I had to bail. And when I bailed was around the same time that Bad Religion was starting their set. And I wanted to go see them, but I was just about... Ready to puke all over the place from a massive migraine headache. Don't Would
0: tell have been me worth that. it. Would
1: have been worth it. I probably wouldn't be able to stand the noise. My stock answer, though, for concerts that I deem to be the best, there's two answers for this. Well,
0: Not even the best, but your favorite.
1: The favorite. The, the my favorite will probably always be because of the people's with. The fact oh, I, I was, I that I'd was never there. seen them before, the fact that I would never been to this venue before, and the fact that it was just like a, a absolute perfect setting that so much that the singer even acknowledged it and said, I can't believe I'm playing next to this gorgeous gorge with this river rushing past me. And it was 311 at our
0: park. Oh, but I wasn't it, there.
1: I was there. <laughs> it, like Mike was there. That was, it was the, a good show. It was a fantastic. There they had an amazing set. They were on fire that night. That the was the first time because I kind of fallen out and didn't stay in touch the whole time. I would catch stuff here and there from 311. Um, <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard sunset in July. And I instantly fell in love with it. Cause he's he's just like taking it all in. He goes, he goes, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else right now. Then here I am, sunsetting. It's July. So it's a beautiful gorge of all you beautiful people. And then everyone knew. And I was like, what are you
4: talking about?
2: Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, that was their first time in the uh, Western New York area in like 14 years.
1: Right. That was the first time they come back since the awful Darien Lake incident.
2: No, it wasn't Darien Lake. That was the uh, fairgrounds. Were the kid not yeah. over? Yeah, that was at the fairgrounds.
1: Oh, yeah. There was a fight that broke out in. Dude guy ran over on purpose. It's real messed up. Um, yeah. The other answer, though, Nate, um, and it's it's hard to break these two. Like It's a dead tie. But once again, who was with the setting? I've been there a million times, but it, was, it dies today. Human Abstract. Game six. New York uh, Sabres. Rangers. Chris Jury ties it up with six seconds left on the clock. All this is happening at
0: the same time. It was an amazing. And that was that was a good night. I sat at I the bar there. talking with the drummer from Human Abstract for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great show. I missed the icon. That was that was a really good show. Yeah, Icon Icon was fun. It was a shithole, but it was fun there. Was I think a lot, it's still I had for sale. A lot of good memories there. For sale. For sale. Yeah, let's
4: buy it, oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I guess a year ago I saw it was still listed. We'll the Attitude we'll, concert Hall.
1: We'll get hooked up with, with uh, After Dark Productions and we'll be all set. I'm down. So Nate, what's your answer?
0: My answer. So I have three that I've been trying to decide from and I can't pick one. So the first one that came to mind was when I saw Bad Religion. I've seen them twice, but the last time I saw them, like, was I kind of count as the first time because the first time I saw them, I didn't really know them that well. So I got to see them, and I got to meet Greg Graffin, which everybody already knows. So that was just incredible. And every song they played, like, they, it was a great set list. It was just a great time. And then the whole, like, we took a bus to to Rochester to see. Like, the whole experience was just awesome. Where
2: was it in Rochester?
0: I don't even remember. I don't the remember armory. what the venue was. No, it wasn't the armory. It was the. Arena. It was, no penny,
2: Arc-
4: penny arcade. Uh, I, I, I don't I even think know, penny arcades
2: I,
1: around
0: I,
2: anymore.
4: Wait, what it?
0: I'm trying to see if the if there was a before, show that I know Nate like right before COVID. Oh, anthology. I, I mean, that's that's the it's the only time that I've ever been there. Well, that then. sounds oh, familiar. It might have anthology. been anthology. Is anth- Is that like a real long? Yeah, like There's like a there was like a step. Yeah. Yeah, yep,
2: yeah. that's anthology. Okay. I think that place closed, which sucks because I saw thrice there, and that place sounded amazing. The acoustics in that building were fantastic. The,
0: the, the, the sound, the sound was great, and like the crowd was good. The set, like everything about it was good. Um, <clears throat> one of my other choices would be when we saw Between the Buried and Me, also at Icon. Yeah, just because I the entire time they were playing, I was just in awe. Like I'm like. Stand there thinking, I'm finally seeing him play the song live. This is awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. I remember and, that was one of the few times we fought tooth and nail to make sure we stayed up front.
0: Yeah. 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 That was the crowd surfer night too. Was it?
1: Italy? It was.
0: My, <laughs> my sister was there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> then my, the other one that I thought of is when uh, a number of years ago, Guppy and I drove to Cleveland Oh, okay. Some random weeknight to see Parkway drive and then drove back home yeah. that same night. Really? Oh, it's they, terrible. I, I don't, I don't even know. We didn't, we didn't see, I didn't, we didn't make it in time for the openers. Like we got oh. there like maybe 15, 20 minutes before Parkway went on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like they, th- that was at house of blues in Cleveland. That's that, such a fun venue. That it, It's that, that place was awesome. And I the, love sound, the, the sound was great. And it was just, it was funny. And that was before Parkway really kind of turned into garbage.
1: They were touring deep blue or-
0: no, they were touring. Irie. Okay. Um, so we'll yeah, see. that, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. That definitely is not my, my favorite album, but that's the one that has, like we talked before about songs that have a lot of meanings, like vice grip and stuff like that's off of that one. So that was uh, I don't know, that was that was a fun show. It was a good time, and just the trip there and the trip back and everything. It's a lot of driving, but and work the next day sucked. Yep.
1: <laughs> I remember Definitely. you guys did reach out and like, "Hey, we're headed out. You should come." I'm like, "I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to keep spinning off of this a little bit. We're we're freelancing this episode, so. How about this best individual artist, like member of a band performance. One, one musician that when you saw them live, you're still to this day, like,
0: man, he was so good. Oh, I I got an answer for this one, but it's not really, it's not really fair. I don't think because my answer is Alice Cooper. And while he's one guy, but he is the guy, but just like the show that he puts on is just absolutely amazing. He ended the set by hanging himself. Right. Like from gallows, like it's, it ends and he's dangling and he gets rolled off stage. <laughs> and for an old dude, like he sounded great.
1: Yeah. He has taken care of himself. That is the one thing we know about him.
2: That he's got normal triglycerides.
1: Yeah, maybe.
4: i <laughs> <laughs> oh, really my brain on that question. I think I got mine. <clears throat> it was I saw there was an Aussie came to Buffalo for the Mary Mayhem tour. I think it was 2001, and he was back with Zach Wild. And Zach came on stage and did his solo, and it just was, like, he was, like, playing the guitar. Behind, he played, like, Eruption behind his head. He was playing with, like, one hand while drinking a beer. He was playing with his teeth. It's just been, it's just nothing I ever seen guitar wise could ever top that.
0: He, he puts on a hell of a show while playing. Yeah. For a guitarist. I saw him uh, he played at the Generation X tour that I went to and he was doing all that like he was playing behind his back while walking through the crowd. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Got up on top of the bar and was playing behind his head and everything. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Like you have- not missing not missing a note either. Like, it was, it was pretty just- incredible, yeah. He yeah. just he's just showing off like nobody
4: could top touch him. Yeah.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to imagine the rolodex of shows that Mike's flipping through in his head right now.
2: No, because I got one, and was, I have one fucking answer, but I don't want to give it away because uh, later in the episode.
1: Oh come on! You we don't even uh, know,
2: we don't even know the draft order yet. Yeah, but there's somebody else I want to draft first. Anyways, um, uh-huh. I'd have to go with Sinister Gates from Avenged Sevenfold. Oh. Just because of the one time, and they're not even one of my favorites. They are fantastic live. Their live show actually got me into them. Um, but uh he was I forgot what fucking song it was. He's got a solo in it, but you know, live they do he does a longer solo and all that, and he literally fucked up like big time in the solo. Everybody stops, he just looks at the crowd, shrugs his shoulders, you know, makes the face. And then just picks up his guitar, just picked up where he left off. And it was just, just handled it so well. Like, like nothing even
0: happened. It was just so cool. But well, what, like, what else, what else are you going to do in that, in that, in that moment? You know, yeah, right. everybody, everybody knows you screwed up. You know, you screwed up. Yeah. Eh, but Nobody's perfect.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, he, he steals a lot of it, their, their live show away from everybody else too. It's just, it's just really fun to watch him.
0: I never I've never gotten I never got to see them.
2: It was well, I was I, torn between him and Ernie C from Body Count, their guitarist, who pretty much steals the show from uh Ice T if you ever get a chance to see them. Just watch him. The same thing, shreds, just it's just the shit that he does. It's just like, whoa, that's not in the song. <laughs> totally sure. making that up right now, and it's fantastic.
0: I am I, so growing up, like my dad listened to, you know, Deep Purple, stuff like that, Rainbow. And I remember watching like live videos that he had of like the bands and listening to live stuff. And anytime there's a guitar solo, there's always, they're always improvising, right? Like it's never like what you hear recorded on the album. Like they're just going off and doing the thing. They're doing Mm. their thing. So I grew up like thinking like that's what a guitar solo is supposed to be, like it's never supposed to be the same thing. Yeah. I, I I I love it when like I don't I don't like jam bands like I don't like jammy stuff, but something like that where they're just kind of improvising and just going with the flow and just going with how they're feeling with it. I I love it. I think there's so much more to that than just the same same old rehearsed thing over and over and over again.
2: Yeah, it's like the solo is a... I don't want to say it's not interesting when it's the same solo like you no, say, it, it's it,
0: still, yeah it, it's still really good, yeah, it's still
2: but, good, but like you see the you see say you see the same band like you see guns you see guns and roses like three times, and what's that song what the fuck is that they their slower song no no rain yeah, yeah November rain like that solo okay. that's like okay, slash we know you're better than this throw some throw some uh Throw some improvisation in there, because we know yeah. you got the talent. Like I'd rather like obviously, yeah, play the solo that's in the song. You have to, it's part of the song. But make it
0: unique. Yeah, I I don't know. The the general population though, I think they want to hear what they know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think that's why it's not more prevalent than it is. But I don't know. Like it even, is
2: it is cool to see though when it does happen. Very. Yeah.
0: When stuff. when we when we played in the band, you know, I was I wasn't a great guitarist, but I was okay so when I would have like a solo or something, I wouldn't ever I never once played the same thing. Like I it, for me it was always just just go with it because I didn't want Because, like I said that's how I grew up thinking that's how it was supposed to be.
1: Mm. mine's the hardest and i I should have a better answer considering I was the one that asked the question rain made july thirteenth twenty twenty three so I don't know unfortunately this this band has gone through so many lineup changes I don't know which drummer I would have seen um it's it's either. Alex Pelletier Pallet- or that's probably yeah. not how you say that. Yeah, no, it's Well, it's French-Canadian because the band is despise icon. Yeah, Pelletier? When I saw them with Black Dahlia murder at the Mohawk, mm-hmm. I went on the side of the stage. It's the only time I've ever, do- ever done this. And it's kind of Mohawk's like one of the few places you can kind of do this. That I went on the side of the stage, and I watched the drummers for both of them because I love them. So they're they're my the favorite my favorite musicians in those bands. Between those two are the drummers, and I just I was like I gotta I gotta watch his feet. How the hell does he do this? Like his blast beats are so freaking fast and so technical. Like I just gotta watch this dude. So I I think it it was that. Alex, dude, but I'm not positive because they've gone through so many lineup changes. And then the other one would have to be any time that uh, I've seen Rogers Burns Red. And his name is Matt Greiner. Drummer yes, yes. for Ragus Burns Red. Who, when we uh, finally do our drummer draft, um, <laughs> he might be my first pick.
0: I'm going to take him up.
1: I know, right? Well, we're not doing it today. You know? <laughs> so, the reason I love him so much is for opposite reasons, actually, of why I love Despise Icon's drummer. The way he uses his kit is so... It, it's a He's playing so many other, like, instruments in a way, the way he uses his kit, the way he acts on so many things. And, I don't know, I, I think he's... By far the most technically gifted drummer I've ever seen live. He is fantastic. And I've seen Lars Ulrich. <laughs> 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 I've seen Slipknot. They have three fantastic drummers. Oh yeah, I I I I saw what the hell was his name? I did see him. Joey Jordanson? Was, Joey Jordanson. He was fine. Yeah, I'm not one of those guys that dogs him. I know. I know. Real metalheads.
2: You can
1: like,
2: just do whatever. Thing that's special. Whatever. It's all. It's Dude, all. He was a he, he was a fantastic drummer, and you could listen to any Slipknot album with him or with whatever this guy's name is. Um, I can't think of his name now. They got they Jay got, Weinberg. Jay yeah, Weinberg. Jay Weinberg. And you could t- do. Jay Weinberg plays pretty much the same drum beat to every fucking song they've written since that, that he's been a part of. <laughs> then you go listen to the early Slipknot, and it's just like. What the fuck are you doing back there, Joey? Like it was fantastic, mm-hmm. but you know, whatever.
4: What's people's problems with Joey Jordison before I have to mute again because of the train? So, I People have no idea. People love the
2: hate on Slipknot. I think that's it because they got lumped into the new metal category,
4: probably. I don't know. He's one of the most like like uh, fun like drummers to listen to. Like it's just there's so much going on. Yeah, that's it's like, just. I don't, I don't get that.
2: I got a question for you guys. When you go to a show, when you go to a concert, obviously, I mean, Nate and Brian, you guys play guitar. You're, um, Jarka, I don't know if you ever played an instrument or not, but what no. is... I oh, tried drums. drums. I, I, tried. I, I, I tried bass and I tried singing. <laughs> but um, what... What instrument or member of the band are you most drawn to?
0: It depends on the show itself, which okay. is a cheating answer. But for and the most mo- most most of the time, for me, it's going to be guitar. Yeah, just because like that's I don't know that's the, the music I listen to. I'm drawn to it because of the guitar driven aspect to it.
3: Mm.
1: <clears throat> Same answer, but you as you can already tell, you know. It's the I I really appreciate guys that I think I can make good arguments for are some of the most gifted players. So I can make an ar- argument, you know, that Greiner is one of the most gifted drummers to ever play. Yes, it's a long list because there's been a lot of bands and a lot of different genres, whatever. But he's he he puts on a hell of a show. Chris Adler for the same thing with Lamb of God was always the seller to me, which is funny to think about because you know their their guitarists aren't slouches whatsoever. <laughs> you know, yeah. what I mean? they're they're beasts in their own right. But I I do find myself whatever I'm there for uh, it changes. So like when me and Nate went and saw Between the Barry to me, I was watching dudes' hands. I was like, I gotta watch them. How do they how do they pull this shit off? I still don't know. It's like basically they're wizards. Um, Fuck yeah. I don't don't go for bass players. There we
0: go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Do you, Mike, do you go to a concert to see a bass player? Depends.
2: It depends on the show. It depends on who the bass player is. Yeah, dude from no effects. Well, I mean, he's the singer too, so. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta you, you got no choice but to pay attention. <laughs> um I mean I'm more naturally drawn to a rhythm section. Um but like if I'm seeing like black label, I'm gonna fucking watch Zach. If I'm seeing, you know August Burns Red, that's a tough call. I'm gonna spend time paying attention to everybody. Except their bass player. What?
1: <laughs>
0: although <laughs> although when we're bass player, oh, guitar.
2: he can he can
1: goddamn fucking shred. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, well, I mean, so, ba- so really, they got a guitar player to pay play bass because it's just bass, anybody can do it.
2: <laughs> Not really, but okay. But, uh,
0: <laughs> you know, no, but, if but, but if it's but, but
2: if it's if it's if it's like insert whatever heavy metal, you know, metal, whatever heavy music band. And if that bass player is playing with a pick, I'm not fucking paying any attention oh, to him. Oh, for sure not.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
2: That's a good point. But, I'll watch the guitar, you know, I'll just sit there in awe, like, look at the screen, because I'm usually not close enough anymore these days. I'm too old. But I'm like, wow, wow dude, he, fingers can move like that? That's that's crazy. But, in um, some some shows, it's voc- the vocalist, the, the front man. If you will, like, uh, I don't we watched Shine Down last year at Louder Than Life. I don't like them. I like like maybe two songs. and But like, I was like, God damn, that dude is a front man. Like, he is, that was a good live show. He could control, like, not control the crowd, but he had the crowd at his will. You know what I mean? Like, really gets everybody into it. Then there's other times where I'm just like, you know, I'm going to watch this bass player and I'm not naming any names because of later on in the episode. <laughs>
4: Well, you do um i usually like i start with usually guitar like just kind of see what they're doing then i usually end up just check i then i usually kind of check out the drums more than most people just i want to see what set they're playing with like how many toms and stuff and you got a double bass or a single and i try to listen to it i always had a i always like when I was in high school and I was playing drums, for whatever reason, I always focused on like, oh, do they, what? how does the double bass sound and stuff like that in the songs? And I always, so I always kind of focus on like uh, how hard they're hitting like that bass drum and stuff. And you know, how loud is it? Is my feeling at my chest and stuff like that? <clears throat> um, and then like, if I'm going to like a small show, like if I, me and my wife are going to like a, a, a club show at like, um, stamps or uh, uh, Nietzsche's or something there's like a ska band playing I might like try to focus more on like something like the trumpet just like because it's something different and just I just want to kind of focus on like something on something I might not see all the time at a, at a regular show or like when Dropkick Murphy's came they had like you know other stuff that you don't really see normally would, um, with, the, with that playing like that it's traditional Irish stuff I feel like so I, just, I don't. I, I guess I kind of float around depending what's going on.
0: Yeah, that's that's a hard a hard question to answer because it really does depend on the artist that you're going to see. Yeah, it's like that. You get
2: like a band like um, Protest the Hero, where just every single member of that band's a phenomenal musician. It's just like, yeah, just kind of go through them. I'm like. All right, he's also one of the most
3: entertaining. <laughs> yeah, for for the most part, the most
2: entertaining
1: frontman too. You would think. <laughs> Yeah, he's really funny.
2: Dude from Protest. You,
1: you never saw them live, but I think we've watched music videos of theirs. Yeah, I've, I've
0: never. I've Rancid never seen around them live. the stage.
2: <clears throat> I saw them with what uh, August Burns Red at the ballroom when they did the 20th anniversary tour of whatever album came out in like 2008 or 2007. Cause <laughs> so it was like 2017. Maybe it was a 10th anniversary, 10th anniversary. I don't remember what album.
0: The one. So I've, I've had, I don't know how many they have out, but I have like, there's two that I like actively listen to. So there's the one with uh blood meat. I don't remember. I don't remember what the album is called.
2: That was the one after Kaziah.
0: But I, I love I, I loved that one. Um, isn't that that's the one that uh, didn't Alex have to listen to it for the Christmas. Uh, like the Christmas thing that we did that album or
2: was it the song? I think did we pick songs for that.
0: No, was, that was that was when everybody like the Secret Santa where we all. Picked oh, yeah. Listen to. So I think two of us picked Protest the Hero, didn't we?
2: And yeah, I, I, I was. and Jarka
0: did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Um. But yeah, that album, I, I love that album. And then I think it was one after that that I listened to a little bit, but I didn't like it as much as the other one, but Oh my God, they're phenomenal musicians.
2: Dude, you know, you know, the band's very, t- <laughs> the very talented band When at the merch booth. You could buy their guitar books for a whole album. <laughs> Like August Burns Red's merch booth, they always have like the whatever tour they're on or whatever the previous albums, like guitar, like the music
0: book. When we saw Between the Buried and Me um, at their at their merch uh, table, they had a book of tabs for Alaska, but only for bass because they. I I asked them why they didn't have one for guitar. They're like, "Yeah, we're still working on that. It's just taking a really long time. There's (laughs) there's there's a lot of notes in there." (laughs)
1: They're like, because it's boring as hell to map out all these
3: notes?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I I guess a a good way to kind of wrap it up, this discussion is, is it the same for when you find a new band? Do you find yourself continuing to listen for the same instruments
2: when you find new bands to listen to? I'd say that there's usually something if it there's like, say we'll go with Johnny booth, for instance, um, only because they just dropped a fantastic new album last week. Um, I fell upon them. If you will, they stumbled upon them about a year ago. And at first everything, I mean, I was like, Oh, this is very like E-Ted-esque, you know, like, Fast pace, whatever. But like, I'm drawn to their drummer. He's just a fucking madman, just like sitting there listening to this guy. I'm like, what is? He's just nothing but. F- it seems like he's doing nothing but fills, but keeping a beat at the same time. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. So it's usually there's usually when I when I when I discover, if you will, you know, a new a new band to me, there's always something that sticks out that makes me like it, and it's usually one instrument I'm not like particularly Well, I gotta I'm not gonna listen to these guys because I don't think the bass is that good you know it's nothing like that I mean vocals will ruin a band for me Absolutely. In, a in a heartbeat but I'm not like look I gotta listen to this I don't I'm not there to you know what I mean I do I'm not particularly trying to like I'm not like oh yeah but that's me
0: yeah. For me, like if, when, if I'm listening to something new, something new to me, it's not something, it's not like a, a particular instrument or style or something that's going to grab me. It's like the, the thing as a whole has to appeal to me. Like the, the song is like, I have to like everything that I'm hearing. And then after like, I listen to it a little bit, I'm like, Oh, I like this. Then I'll listen to it a little bit more in depth and I'll play, pay a little bit more closer attention to, like the uh you know, separate instruments, the separate parts of the song. But I have to be it I guess, I don't know. I guess it really really has to grab my attention and be like, Oh, that sounded pretty cool. I gotta listen to that closer.
4: You feel the same, Dave? I'm kinda of in this a similar boat, I think. Like uh two like there's two bands I kind of been listening to I kind of dived into recently. Um, the first one, like last one was the, like Dillinger's Skate Plan. Like their first couple albums, I was listening to like their older stuff. I was just like, holy shit, where the fuck have I not, not heard this before? I was just completely like blown away from it. And it was just, that was more like a, like a whole, like it was just everything, everything about it. I'm just like, okay, I wish I would have started listening to this whenever this first fucking came out. And then um, I started, I kind of dived into, I just, you know, I gave, give bands a chance. I, I dived in the release. My most recent one is actually dream theater. And some of the stuff is like, Oh, this is cheesy as shit. <laughs> like, like, ugh. And then, then, then you hear like one of their guitar solos and you're just like, wait, wait, hold on a second. Wow. What the fuck is this? So it's kind of like a, if those guitar solos kind of, kept me going okay let's let's give this another shot let's give this another shot let's hear let's see what else he's got to, to offer with it so maybe it's kind of like 50 50 like half of it is like actual like the whole whole experience and the other half is more like a, like guitar solos almost that's that's usually what i've been finding lately like within the last year or so that i've been kind of enlisting changing how my listing habits have been. It's been like bands that have like a guitar solo like a good guitar solo with it Will kind of hook me more than, more than that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't get me to go very far without a guitar player stepping up and kind of seizing control of the band. I'll I'll listen for drums, but if I feel like that the guitarist in the band just doesn't have that extra gear, that's when I start losing interest. So, anytime I find a new band, um, that's normally what stands out. the The last band that like I got super into, and they didn't become anything, but they're from Britain. They're a metalcore band. They're called Action to, Actions to Onslaught. And the first time I heard them, I just stumbled upon them, and right away the guitarists just like stood out. And they were all I thought they were all very talented, but I was they like, like
2: a the current band or is that a nineteen eighty something band? Like it sounds that's like current ish. Okay. So they're that definitely, that, that's 80s definitely that's definitely an 80s name. Actions to Onslaught.
1: Yeah. The 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 music video was actually pretty epic. They dressed horribly. I do I do remember that. They this tight pants and um like super emo-ish looking haircuts. Uh not not the the best looking band I've ever seen, that's for sure. But they're super talented. So hey, check them out. Actions to Onslaught. They're British. British? Yeah. Right. But when you scream, no one can understand your accent, so <laughs> like, if if a tree falls in the forest, can you can you
2: hear it? Like electric callboy. Electric callboy. There, there it is. That's
1: this no, episode. <laughs> I
0: have I have I have an available ticket.
1: Uh... Do it, Mike. Go. He'll let you know. <laughs> we'll
0: see. We'll see. Did you well, guys did you see the new video? Uh, for that cover? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's ridiculously great.
1: This is even more recent. Well, oh, it's I- the
0: one I showed you at Fourth uh, of July. You Every time we touch. Hmm. Hmm.
1: These guys have gotten such free pub so much free publicity off of us, it's insane.
2: Yes, we should get back we should get backstage passes. Yeah. <laughs> Just show up with a twelve uh, pack
1: of spot and you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I brought this good
2: happy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that was fun. I like the freelance little discussion we just had there. Um, once again, it's a little easier with four members and stuff, and it won't be last time too. But, um, now for the main event, we are gonna continue on with a tradition we've been carrying over, which is uh, we like doing drafts because uh, I host a show called crafting and drafting we're on our summer hiatus right now but uh i love drafting stuff and i like doing mount rushmore's so that's kind of what we're gonna do here we're gonna do our top four the mount rushmore uh players this goes out to mike this is uh mike's baby here and um what do we think guys is this is this something that People are going to be down for, or are we just kind of throwing this out there as a filler. Because uh, me and Nate take our shots at bass players. I don't know how uh, the listeners feel,
0: but you know, I'm just I'm just going to pick more guitarists for this draft. <laughs> he can play bass. <laughs> I'm
1: sure this dude
0: can play bass.
1: No, but certain ones stand it's just out. one string at a time. <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, though, like there's been some very gifted bass players over time, and I think they deserve their own draft. So we're going to do that right now. I am, as we speak, typing in our names to the random.org website to randomize the draft order. It's the to- randomizer. Yep. I do it three times. I have my name on top right now, but we'll see where we end up. Randomize number one. We got Dave picking first, but we're not done. Randomized number two. I'm back on top, but we're not done because we got to do it three times and third times a term. Hey, I stayed on top. Cool. Uh, I have the first pick, then Mike, then Nate, then Dave. And uh we'll do as we normally do, which is Dave will have two picks. He will start off the second round. We're gonna do our Mount Rushmore of bass players. So I will take what I consider to be super low-hanging fruit here. Uh, someone I know none of us have ever got to see, mostly because he passed away a long time ago. He's always been one of my favorite base players, and uh, I'll take Cliff Burton. I know there's other guys that are active that are definitely more talented than him, but I don't want more talented i want dudes that i want to listen to and uh cliff burton i have listened to a ton so
2: that's me i'm next
1: yes mike oh
2: man now i don't know well i'm gonna take less claypool just because he's there and i have to mm-hmm. he's fucking fantastic you really yeah. do he should have been first but yeah, that's why it kind of threw me off. I'm like, oh, I got my second pick. Hopefully, he doesn't go. All right. Well, there's that. But he <laughs> still wasn't who I was talking about either before. <laughs> All right.
1: Calling a shot. I get it.
0: Go ahead, Nate. Oh god, dude. I I don't. So I take shots at bass players, yes. But I do. I do respect the you know being able to play bass. Like it's. You know, I, I joke about how any guitarist can play bass. I have a bass. I, I can't, you know, I, I can play notes and I can play songs, but you can't, I can't actually play the bass. You know what I mean? So, like it does take, especially like slap bass. Like, I just like that. Slap at the bass? I, yeah, I just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm picking Paul Rudd. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, my internet is super slow right now, so I can't find his name. But I'm gonna take the bass player from Between the Buried and Me, just because every musician in that band is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And whatever his name is, I got the guitarist on my Mount Rushmore for guitarist, so might as well throw the bass player up there too.
2: My internet's working out fantastically right now, so I will look for you.
0: I'm 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 happy for you.
2: Well, uh. Well Brian's, I'm assuming, grabbing a beer. Dan Briggs. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, two thousand five to present. He's also the keyboard yeah. player and backing vocals.
0: According the uh the, the lead singer, singer also does uh keyboard too. But but yeah, every every member of that band is amazing, so they all deserve to be picked in one of these things, so
2: so pick. you're just you're just you're just trying to yeah. reassemble between the buried
0: and me for your <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Well, I, I only have two of them. I didn't, oh. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't take the singer. So I got the uh, I got the the guitar player and the bass player. I, like I take the, the drummer when we do the drums too. <laughs> Back. Two for you. All right.
4: I'll go with geezer butler here. Yeah. Yeah, I think you gotta go. He kind of was you new. Know, He's on my set list. The, set the tone for metal bassists overall. And then my next one will be uh Alex Webster from Cannibal Corpse. He um, I remember him it being real that I saw them in like 2004 at the show place and being like right at the front there. And he was, he was pretty sick. And then, um, I this one kid like was next to me. He like jumped, like jumped on the railing and went, Alex Webster, you are a bass guru. (laughs) (laughs) This seems like still like the most, one of the most random moments at a concert I ever had. But They call somebody a guru.
2: I've never heard anybody call anybody a guru before. You're my guru. Uh, you're my podcast partner guru. Oh, thank you. That makes the
0: sense. nicest thing anybody's ever said to me.
4: That's All right, I think it's for mostly.
0: <laughs>
1: that, that sounded painful, actually. <laughs> There's a big third down over there. <laughs> oh, I barely even heard that time.
0: All right, so it's but, back to me. Did,
1: yeah, the geezer butler, and then who was the who was the other dude again?
4: Corpse. Cannibal Corpse, Alex Webster from Cannibal Corpse. Sorry, the a plane and a train go by at the same time. Any automobiles? Probably, Probably somewhere in the distance.
2: He's the uh, he's a
4: bass guru. Yes, he's going According to the distance.
1: Sorry, <laughs> but Nate.
0: So, I really don't like this band. So I oh, really I would never would have, have had have... any intention of taking him. Oh no! But he is really good at bass. Like, oh boy! And you can hear one of their songs and like, and it's bass-driven. Oh, if it wasn't probably, for the bass, this is probably I'm my pick. God
2: damn Flea. it! I knew it because <laughs> 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 I was like, "Oh, my next one's going to be started off the same." <laughs> <laughs> but like
0: you know, I, 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 I think of like when I when I think of like like bass players that like you know them for you know playing bass like he's one of the first names that you, that I always think of in your entire because, life too. Yeah, life. and he and he is phenomenal at what he does. I just I don't like the I don't like the Red Hat Chili Peppers, but
2: dude. You put no, you know what, it is? what he does? It's Anthony Kiedis. God damn it. You put any other vocals in I, that I band.
0: Can, I can get on board with that. So I we're not, not hearing about it. California.
2: Every <laughs> fucking song. With his douchebag mustache. They are a super jammy band live.
0: I can like, I can I can see that. I can I way can more jammy than you
1: think they'd be. I saw his ass. Well, <laughs> we all have. I was working at Darien Lake. I, I was they're employee you know driveway you go right behind the main stage there and uh yeah i saw his ass that's that's all i have for fleet
2: <laughs> no flee for you mike what you got um, oh well i mean i also don't like this band but you can't take away what this dude does on bass guitar. You could 100% take his vocals out of it, but uh, I'm gonna have to take Geddy Lee from Rush. It
0: came down between him or or Flea for my last pick. There. That's what
2: that's what that pick was: was Geddy Lee or Flea. We yeah. should do it.
0: We should do Slut it. Up the bass.
4: Draft <laughs> the frontmen who we don't like their vocal. Like, oh, dude, that's a, that could be like an eight-hour episode. <laughs> like 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 someone that like they play in they play the instrument and but you don't like how they sing. Like like kind of like Eddie, like Getty Lee would fit that. Yeah. the oh, man, the, Getty Lee Jr.,
2: the singer of uh Coeta Cambria. I can't stand his voice, but man, that dude could play fucking guitar.
0: I used to not be able to stand his voice, but it, it's grown on me over time. I'll watch them live though if they're not playing
2: while somebody else
0: I'd, I'd like to see them live I haven't I've never seen them
2: one 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 story I one of the, used to do stagehand for concerts the first show I ever worked it was um Coheed of Cambria this band dredge and somebody Coheed was uh, headlining but unbeknownst to me outside the venue in Rochester smoking a cigarette with some other guy that's smoking a cigarette one of the other stagehand guys and we me and I can't think of the dude's name that I was working with. We were talking about, we we're basically talking shit about Coheed and Cambria. And the other guy that was smoking a cigarette was the singer of Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> and we didn't know it was him because you know, those like hippie hats that like yeah. Rasta hats that everybody hides their dreads in. He had one of those on. And so all his, his giant oof throw, if you will, long ass hair was shoved up in that. And he even looked at. it. He's like, "Well, that's my band, guys. But you know, we're not for everybody. It's fine."
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it does seem like it. Seems like a really. cool. He was band. super cool about it, but it was just funny. He was like, "Well, guys, that's me and my band. So oh, thanks." <laughs>
1: <clears throat> All right. Well, I'll I'll take uh, the first big step out here, and I'll take Bootsy Collins. Ooh, was in James Brown band and is currently in the Parliament Funkadelic. That's uh, George
2: Clinton's band, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. He was supposed to to play the halftime show in Cincinnati. Was he? Yeah, so I believe he's from Cincinnati. Well, I don't listen to them, but
1: I do know how bass-driven that music is. And so... I'm going to listen to the experts when they tell me that this dude's unreal. Plus, he's like wearing this really fun hat in this picture I'm looking at. So he's got instant, like super big street cred. And then I'm going to go in the semi way back machine uh, to a little band called Mr. Big. And I will take Billy Sheehan. Oh, I was hoping to take him like at the end. Well, that's I want it. I want guys that I know, like Bootsy. I don't know other than like on the side, right? Like peripheral, like acknowledgement. Billy Sheehan and Mr. Big overall are one of the more underrated but super important bands that have ever existed their influence on bands we listen to nowadays is so incredibly important and impactful. So
4: that's what he did. And, and tell us too. Sure. Mike, my, my, I hope this train gets by real quick. I, <laughs> my uncle is like the, like in my family is like the big, one of my uncles is like the big music guy. Like he's the one that's been to every show. I've seen Led Zeppelin four times, all that stuff. The thinks he's like a rock star. And he, for all my life, he's always told me, DJ, the best bass player in the world is Billy Sheehan. Of Dallas. And he just, every time we talked about music and we like the, be- we talk about who the best at each instrument is. He was, he was always emphatic about that to me. Like it was, there was no, no wiggle room between him. We could, we could talk guitars and like, like who, you know, we, we could go on and on or front men, but he was always emphatic that he was the best. Like, I don't really, I don't even really think I even know tale Taylor song, but I, I just, for the fact that my uncle had told me that for all, you know, how, how many years me and him talk music I would, I would have to, I was going to take him at the end. Hopefully just for him. i <laughs> well, shout out your uncle yeah uncle gary you're not you're not gonna listen to this i know uh <laughs> that this one that one would have been for you, <laughs> but you should listen to it it It's hard when you're in a nursing home <laughs> wow. you partied you partied really hard over his life <laughs> oh. I don't
1: know maybe maybe we have a bunch of secret listeners in nursing homes who knows
2: uh Mike hey. I'm gonna go with Victor Wooten from oh I don't know what fucking bands he plays in He's he's, he's a bass player watch <laughs> tons of YouTube videos of that dude playing bass at uh like you know guitar centers and music shops and for crowds he's just like a bass like virtuoso. And he's absolutely fantastic. They don't have a band? I don't I don't know. I've never actually looked this up, man. Let me look it up.
1: Mike's typing. He's an American bassist. It's important.
2: Uh Bela Fleck and the Fleckstones. Okay, <laughs> this is a bad idea. And he was he was in, he was in the metal band Nitro. Guess I'll have to check that out. That sounds like an eighties band.
3: Um,
1: Billy Sheehan played with uh, Steve Vai. That's my little fun fact. On my
0: last pick. Mate, Thank you guys for stalling because it let me look up somebody for my next pick. <laughs> uh, I'm taking... Uh, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. Oh, wow, Nate, that's you, weird. You, you you guessed it. Actually, I was going to take the dude from Green Day. Uh, no, Jack Bruce yep. uh, from Cream.
1: I have seen um, people say, I, I was reading about... Um, people saying that when they ask who their biggest influences were, they list him.
0: That's, he, I mean, I've been looking at bass player lists because I can't think of anybody on my own, and uh, but yeah, I mean, Cream on its own as a band is pretty hugely, you know, hugely influential in rock music in general. Um, every
2: every time I hear their that band name, all I can think of is what is it, almost famous because so. that was that was the name of the magazine that mm-hmm. that kid wrote for.
1: So 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 not the obscure clothing company that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh with the dude with the fake uh, what was it nose ring? Yeah, Adam. Yeah. Wait, really? God, he wore a was fake nose manager? ring. Quote unquote quote- unquote manager yeah he got a, he got us some pretty good shows
1: he got us a Dima.
0: yeah well because he put it together <laughs> and he got us he got us on raw which I forgot to get paid for I no. never got paid for that one because I forgot to get the money
2: well if you're if you're listening
0: you still owe Nathan Wow, you probably, always- probably like twenty five dollars, twenty seven dollars
2: <laughs> <87 cents. laughs> and eighty seven cents.
0: And the most, the most we ever got paid is when we played my company, uh, like pig roast. My boss paid us like three hundred and fifty dollars, I think. And we cut our set short because nobody liked it. No, this is all old people from the bank and clients from the company and stuff. <laughs> It was, it was oh, here most, comes it was, fucking <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
0: It was by far the most awkward show that we have ever played. Because <laughs> the table right in front of us was a bunch of like old people from the bank. Like, I'm not, I'm talking old, like old, old. And their faces when we started playing.
1: Like, they're probably not with us anymore, old. <laughs> hey, all right,
2: Gertrude, show us your tits.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When, when my box is Eric, Eric worked there at the time too, when he asked us to play, I was like, dude, we're not that kind of band. Oh, you guys work here. I want you to play. Okay, okay, dude. I'll, I'll ask the guys. He's
2: telling everybody, Hey, you got this really cool band to play.
0: (laughs) Oh, the one guy who still works there was standing in the back, kept telling me to turn it down. I was like, dude, we can't, we can't turn it down anymore.
2: Especially with Cody on the drums.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, good times! I sold a lot of CDs use? that night. Do we have P? to we even what PA did we use? We might not. Have, I I don't I don't know. I I have no idea. I don't remember. We had to have something. That was so long ago. Yeah, we had something. Maybe we brought ours from the practice space. I don't know.
1: Dang. They cause
0: they they had they he had like a cover band who was who played like after us. So maybe we use some of their stuff or something. I don't remember.
1: Was this on Bowen? Yeah. At, at the Grove there?
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I when I, I lived, there. like, across the street. <laughs> what bank was this? What? No, no. So it was uh, where I currently work, a uh, construction company. Uh, we used to have a yearly pig roast. Like, the, the, the owner of the company would throw a pig roast every year, mm-hmm. and he would invite clients... People, you know, guys who work for the company, their families, he would invite people from the bank. He would like everybody, if anybody had a little tiny bit to do with the company, they were invited to this party. So it just happened to be that the table right in front of us was, you know, all the representatives that he deals with from the bank. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting.
1: So that will you made your third pick?
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, the dude from Cream. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Jack something. Jack.
1: Jack 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 and Bruce and Two Jack, Jack Bruce. Drivers. He has two first Jack names. Jack Bruce, yeah. Should be a race car driver. Two first names. Not first your last. Uh David Jarka, your last two picks.
4: Alright. I'll go with um. Uh, homer pick here i'll go with justin chancellor from tool uh i just that first the opening part the 46 and two of that bass part there
3: just,
4: that just just sets the mood for you and just it's just so cool that's it's, it sounds like four hits of acid yeah it's it's just I don't know. I'm not sure how the best way to put it, but I just, it's just, it's just, just you, you. When that comes on, you're just like, okay, stop. We're doing. We're just going to listen to this for a while. Just, just, just this. This part of it, even before you get to the words, just, just, just all you need to hear is that that intro part. Just, just sit in my car an extra minute just to hear this. Um, and then um, I'm going to kind of a little scratch like. Wasn't sure what to go for this last one, but uh, I'm going to go with John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin.
1: Oh. Yeah, slept on.
4: <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I mean, I, I think he's pretty solid. I mean, it's Led Zeppelin, you know, everything is pretty, at, at minimum, pretty damn good. So you know, I don't, I, can't, I don't think can go wrong with him, especially in the fourth round here.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: No, and especially
1: uh, it, just based on name, he, he's first team all name. Mm-hmm. That's a base player. To <laughs> John Paul Jones. No, I literally... I'll show you. I, I literally was looking at him. <laughs> so, shame on me for telepathically sending you my pick. Yes, It's okay. That's, that's, I'd rather have to pivot anyways. Good stuff, dude. Um, Nate, your last base
0: <clears throat> my last snake. pick i thought the but, chair broke again solid snake oh, no this chair is broken I'm, I'm in my recliner and it wouldn't surprise me if this one goes next um <clears throat> but i'm taking a dude that i found on tiktok he's not you know like a he might play in a band i, I don't really know but i sent i sent uh, one of his videos to uh, to the group chat which no none of you none of you dudes friggin replied to. Is that earlier today? No, it was a while ago. Oh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and play a little clip from from the one video because dude's doing like bends on his like using his leg and like bending the bass to like get different inflections and stuff. It's fucking incredible. Oh, that seems pretty simple. <laughs> Oh, what is that song? It's it's his own song. No it's, it. no, it's not. No, it's not. I don't. That's a pop song. Oh no 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 no. Okay, I misread it. Oh. Uh, uh, we do not his, own the rights. <laughs> it's his. So the dude's name is Colin Sankey. Uh, but that is a clip from his solo version of "Get Lucky" by Daft Punk. Yeah, I knew I oh, recognized it. Okay, that's so that, it that, that thats what the song is from. But I saw that video and saw it like that was—I I was pretty impressed.
1: I love that. I don't know who that is, dude is,
0: but that was amazing. Yeah, he's he's really good. I some of the I'm best musicians. Some of the best musicians that I have like that I that I've seen in the last couple years. It's all been from social media just guys who are haven't made it in a band because god knows that's freaking impossible to do have but- you
2: have you seen that drummer who does everything with like one hand yeah he's
0: oh yeah fin- yeah,
2: yeah. Brazilian. Brazil. he's from somewhere he's got a long dark ass thick ass black beard and i'm jealous of it <laughs> yeah he
0: is he's he is incredible
2: And like he's even like I don't want to play in a band. Everybody's like you're one of the best drummers ever. Why don't you play in a band? I don't want to play in a band. I just want to get myself better. Like how what
0: how can you get better? Yeah, I don't think he can get better. I got, maybe he can play more with one hand and one foot. Maybe.
2: I think a lot of it is too. Like there's a lot of people out there. Like we Polyphia is having a heavy influence on like younger people and guitar playing. And bass playing. Like, there's a. I've seen a lot of like people, and it's like they're they always like, there's a hashtag of Polyphia and they're, they're little real. <laughs> might, might be on the, uh, little next verge of, uh, what to do next with these instruments because everything's been done.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, TikTok sits for, Clicks, you know what I mean? It's for yeah, coming to check you out. It's a little different than collabing with another musician and actually putting together or something, but I
2: mean, well, I you gotta look it, at you, know. you gotta look at how people like, um, oh my god, what's his face? He did that to Alex. If Alex had you know not called in sick and was here, he would know who I'm talking about. Oh
0: no, he's a no do. call, no show. He didn't call yeah, no so. call, no showed. He texted me.
2: Oh, all right, at least he let the manager know.
0: Is way uh, yeah,
2: but he um, did he did the he had that band Scion with Howard from Killswitch, Jared Dines. Jared Dines like Jared Dines was a social media like just guitarist. Him um, there's another one too. I can't think of his name. He does all sorts of weird obscure shit. Like they did um, Gojira's uh what song? Did they? they made like a he made a guitar out of a shovel. Awesome. Um, I can't think of his name right now either. But. So, like that, that whole thing's been a thing for a while. You could make it. I mean, doing a metal album with Howard Jones is like, dude, that'd be like, I was just playing guitar on the internet. Now I'm writing music with Howard Jones. Like, that's pretty gnarly.
0: I bet, I bet some of the, some of these guys who have blown up on social media and like TikTok and stuff like that, I bet some of them are making better money than like, professional touring musicians oh absolutely
2: especially the way the venues now are like gouging like these bands like merch sales and everything like no i don't know if you guys have read into any of that but it's kind of hot garbage i have not I, I kind of heard about that. Uh, you know like, was it like thirty five percent of merch sales or something like that? It's like that's what? And that, like,
0: that's always that's always been where bands make the money yeah. that they make. Yeah. yeah, it's like they
2: already don't make money off of record sales. They one hundred percent don't anymore because everything's streaming. So it's all pl- clicks and plays. <laughs> like, sure, it's easier for a band to get noticed these days, but to make any kind of money and make an actual living out of it, eh.
0: You can't be in it for the money, Mike. It's all about the art. I mean, let's
2: be serious. If we had a band and we, oh, dude, let's go on tour, man, and we we're making each of us like fifteen thousand a year. Yeah, sure, that'd be cool and all, but you're not. That's you're not yeah. living. Yeah, like No, no, nah, I'd have to sell drugs on the
0: side. Whoa, 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 whoa! But this is a he said hugs. He said hugs. He'd he'd be yeah. selling hugs on the side. Brian's just on the no, I'll, road for the free I'll hug sign.
1: Hitting, I was talking about hitting licks, yo, Mike. <laughs> your last pick, sir. Um, I'm
2: gonna have to go with one of my favorite bands, even though I've kind of drifted away from them because they're psycho fan base. But um, Peanut from 311. Okay, he is a phenomenal bass player. And I don't think he gets really any recognition outside of the crazy fans that they have. But um, ever since I was a kid, it was a, they have a song on their first album called um, Feel So Good. And it's like, yo, Peanut, beat that thing. And he just does this little bass solo. And it's just like awesome. He's just a fantastic mix of funk, slap, and rock and reggae bass like in every single one of his songs. And he plays a badass Warwick, which is a really, really awesome base that yeah. I always wanted, but I don't have the talent that would require <laughs> spending that much money on a base.
0: Well, so hes Spend the money and the talent with. will come huh? Spend the money, and the talent will come.
2: <laughs> I just get a fretless one, dude. you know gotta know what frets you're on, right? <laughs> it's fretless. <laughs> He's involved in what I, I consider
1: to be one of the greatest moments in non-rock, rock history, where they were out to eat. And Scott Stapp, who is now topical, he's in the news now, because uh, hmm. Creed's getting back together, everybody. Yeah, that's right. We all asked yeah. for it. We're getting it. Uh, Scott, I'm going to welcome him with arms wide open. Arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're at the same restaurant, and drunk-ass Scott Stapp starts trying to hit on Peanut's wife, and then Three Eleven beat the ever living piss out of him. Yes, I never knew that.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that either.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's I, awesome. I remember hearing Shred uh, and Reagan. <laughs> like so,
2: Scott Stapp got beat the hell up. <laughs> when I was like sixteen, I was like me, Phil. Phil was there for sure. A couple other friends, they played at the sideshow music hall. They were on their sound system tour. And after the show, we go out back. This is what back peanut used to have these long dreads and every member of the band, except Nick Hexum, the diva uh, came out to say what's up to the people that were hanging out back, you know, giving autographs and stuff. We got our ticket stubs signed by them. I don't have it anymore. I wish I did. But um, I remember our buddy, it wasn't me. It wasn't Phil. There's this guy, Nick, but, uh, he asked peanut if we could have one of his dreads and peanut dead serious. Looked at all three of us and goes, you see, man, I would, but in all reality, my skin is floating in the air and then walked away. So leaving, you know, the the 15 and 16 year old us standing there like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) As we became adults and, well, even adults, maybe a year later, we were like, oh, that dude was on acid. <laughs> like, for sure. He's also well, not wrong because all your
1: dust in your house is made up of your dead skin cells. So he ain't wrong.
2: I guess not. If you want to break it down to that gross. The Out of Touch podcast, ladies and gentlemen.
1: (laughs) Well, I will close up the bass draft with taking um, maybe the most obscure one. Uh, Maybe not. We've had some TikTokers drafted, so uh, maybe not. But the band is Morbid Angel. Oh, Jesus. And the bass player is David Vincent. And this dude has laid down some of the coolest bass lines in a death metal band maybe of all time. He's no longer with the band. Two days ago, I just saw, here, a little article here. Uh, David Vincent, founding member of Morbid Angel, leaves the band. Two days ago. I I saw
2: that article. Yeah. From
1: Blabber or something like
2: that? Yeah, Blabber off. Yeah, they're always posted about what Corey Taylor thinks about something.
1: <laughs> well uh david vincent is out uh of morbid angel uh my tie-in to morbid angel is last episode at the end of the episode we played one of doug's tracks from his ep that they dropped and the singer of that band that he's in um
2: Earth oh, America, time out. Yeah. Doug, that also uh, no call, no showed. Yeah, yeah. Life happens. <laughs> um, But Doug
1: has played music with this dude, Kevin, uh, for a long time. Kevin got to go on tour with Morbid Angel when they did their European tour because they're either the bass player died. They did have a bass player that died in 06. So I think that's probably how he got his in. But I'm Either he got invited and didn't go, or he got invited and did go and tour. But he like knew like Morbid Angel. Because if you don't know anything about death metal, um, there's two hot spots: Buffalo, New York; Tampa, Florida. Don't know why those two cities are the cities, but the, those are your homes of death metal. Right? So, I
2: wonder whatever happened with those people at that Morbid Angel show. It was in Chicago. Back in the spring, there was something crazy. You didn't hear about this? Like, there was a tornado and like the roof of the venue collapsed on the crowd. Oh shit! Yeah, it was Ooh. like before. It was at a Morbid Angel show. It was uh, it was before they took that. It was in between bands, so no band members got hurt. But it ended up killing. I think two people died in that. Oh crap! You picture going That's to a more morbid. morbid Angel show and fucking dying? No. It's pretty fucking death metal right there, man. It is. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: If you haven't listened to Morbid Angel, definitely check them out because they were very far ahead of their time. Very, very far ahead of their time. They they stand out in that way. Where you know cannibal corpse seems very much entrenched in that late 80s, early 90s death metal, and there's no denying cannibal corpse. You can pick out so many different songs from Morbid Angel over the decades of just like, you hear metalcore, you hear deathcore, you hear all sorts of stuff from them. It's awesome.
0: I don't think I've ever listened to them. Check them out. They're fun. And I
1: yeah, will do. I think that's it. That is our top 16 bass players of all time. Quote Slap unquote. at the bass. Our our Mount Rushmore, as it were. Um, good did job, drew, boys. Did we do drummers yet? No, we didn't do drummers yet. Oh, drummers, drummers! Drummers shall be next. Maybe not next episode, but next draft, we'll we'll do that. We
2: should get into the keyboardist. Oh man. Oh, nobody drifted. Billy Drew. Or drafted. Nobody drafted Billy oh, Drew. No. Billy Drew, if you're listening, you suck on bass. <laughs> He's not listening. Well, we got to. Su- he All wants right. us to support his music. He should support our podcast.
1: I don't. I don't see him anymore. Ooh, mic drop. <laughs> he should have drafted Solid Guys. Snake just based on the best nickname. For-
0: solid <laughs> Snake. Time. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good times. Good times. Well,
1: today was a good time. I think we did excellent job of freelancing here. Kind of just balling as it were. Um, we'll be back next month. Hopefully with a slightly bigger crew, if not, whatever, we make it work. Uh, we'll probably bring back. This is your cue boys. The, uh, bring back the hall of fame voting out. We'll come back next episode and we shall bring back someone, uh, and put them in the greatest of all time. Whatever what did I used to call that? I haven't done a couple of
2: they're uh, safe. Yeah. Our our Hall of Fame. Yeah. That thing. Whatever, Whatever that thing. is
0: the yeah. ultimate hall of fame. Brian, get back in the swing
2: Brian doesn't even listen to our podcast. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> summertime you just you just get a certain kind of vibe and you just kind of go with the flow. So Yeah, uh, man. Continue to enjoy your summers, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Follow us as you have been on your favorite streaming apps, whatever you use. I've recently ditched a whole bunch of mine, and I'm exclusively Amazon. Sponsor us. And I am now... I am now devoting all my time uh, to downloading and creating playlists, which is a lot of fun. I know Nate's done stuff like this before, so maybe it's something we can do more in the future to kind of tie in the show.
0: Yeah. If you guys would send me your songs.
2: We've done it. Some.
4: Yeah.
2: I've sent plenty of songs to the chat. Yeah. Nobody ever responded to. Bye. It's neglected it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe yeah, but you're get you're get busy homework. making your way through the alphabet still, Jarka. Nate has to I pick know.
1: one song of all 16 of these bass players and put together a playlist. There you go. You got homework now.
0: Yeah, that's probably not gonna get done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right It's all right. So anyways, before I ramble on too much, uh for Nate, for Mike, for Jarka and for the absentee members, I am Brian Finch. And uh, this is the out of tune podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>